Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Real Estate Rundown. Today, I've got David Richter with me, and David is with Simple CFO. And instead of trying to tell you what that is or what that does, David, give us the five-minute version of what it is you do. Sure, and if I could just give a little bit of background, I am a real estate investor myself. So I have done my own deals, had my own rentals, worked with a company too, where at the highest point we were doing about 30 deals a month between wholesales, fix and flips, rentals, anything that you could think of, any exit strategy in the residential side. So after doing that, I learned that I really like the financial side because you could be doing all these deals, but not keeping the money. And then like, why were you doing all those deals? So right. that's what really got the interest sparked in me. And then I had moved from that area and started working with another investor because we moved closer to family. And once we start, I started with him, we kind of revolutionized his books too. And he was able to see where he stood, you know, at all times and be able to make those decisions a lot faster and better. I'm like, I really like this. So that's what prompted me to start Simple CFO. And Simple CFO, what we really do is since you, you're, you're a deal maker, you go out there, you, you make sure that you're getting the deals, you're doing the sales, you're making sure that everything's running on that side. What we do is we make sure that the financial side is in order. So we make sure that you have the systems and processes. If you have a bookkeeper, we train the bookkeeper on like how to enter or how to clean up the entries that are in there. And then we also implement the profit first system. It's a cash flow system for your finances. And it's basically bank balance accounting. You're already looking at the, the financial management that you're doing already. We want to put in your hands that you could still do it not change the way that you're doing it, look at it a little bit differently and, and know at a glance if your company's like going up, down, what the health of it is, kind of at a glance. So that's really what we do as far as just the, the nitty gritty and a really quick version of, so, of who we are and what we do. So David, I mean, is that more like, uh, you know, you've got a budget for advertising, you've got a budget for uh, what you could spend on this house, you got a budget for this, everything is budgeted and you don't exceed those budgets or, or dive into that a little bit more. I mean, how do you, sure. how do you deal with that, right? So I, everyone hates the word budget, including me, and I'm a, I'm a numbers guy. So I, what we do is, let me just explain the profit first system. So this traditional accounting, which right there should turn you off, but traditional accounting <laughs> says that- I was trying not to throw up in my mouth. Right, a little bit, right? <laughs> says sales minus expenses equals profit. And that's logical, right? That formula, you have a formula right. for your houses. So there's a formula for accounting, sales minus expenses. So you, you, you sell, then you pay your expenses, then what's left over is your profit. Well, right. the whole profit first methodology and mindset shift is sales minus profit equals expenses. So it's just changing profit and expenses when you take them, meaning you make a sale and the first dollar that you should allocate is towards profit and like paying yourself first. Because if you're in real estate, you've probably read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm just taking a wild guess that you probably, probably haven't. Right? If you haven't read that, then please get ding, on that. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. So. In that book and in his cash flow quadrant and in the richest man in Babylon, and if you're a reader or you're a real estate investor that's read those books, they all say pay yourself first. They right. all tell you like you should be paying yourself first. You're a business owner, Dana. You should be taking your 
pay, you should pay yourself first. The profit first system is a true system that backs up that whole concept. So it doesn't just say pay yourself first. This is how you do it. So it takes that formula and instead of just saying it in a different way from rich dad, poor dad or whatnot, it gives you a system to follow, which in the system, and I'll just tell you right now, it's opening up bank accounts for major areas of your company. So the first bank account is income. So like all income goes in there and it's just a holding account until you distribute from the income account, that bank account into other bank accounts, which would be profit, making sure that you've got a profit account set up, an owner's pay account, making sure you're paying yourself, an owner's tax account, making sure that your business is saving the taxes for you. So that way you don't come to the end of the year and it's you know April 1st right. and you're like, oh shoot, I have to do a deal right this second. So right. an owner's tax account and then the operating expenses. So those five accounts are the main accounts, the foundational accounts of Profit First. And it, what you do is at once you get a sale in, and I recommend if you're doing pretty frequent sales, doing it once a week, or if you're doing sales infrequently, at least once a month, where you take that money that comes in from the profit of that sale and you're allocating it across those different accounts, making sure you've got a percentage for your profit, a percentage to pay yourself, percentage to save for taxes. And then the rest of that is what goes into your operating expense and that's what your business can live off of. So no, it's not really a budget. It's more like, what do I need? And then reverse engineering that and saying, okay, then what can my business how can I run my business and what does my business have to live on if I'm making sure that I'm healthy as an owner? Because so many people go into it thinking, oh, I just have to reinvest in my business or I just have to do this or that. And they're not looking at their expenses. They're going crazy wild. They have no idea what's going on. Instead of thinking, I have to be profitable. I have to be the owner of the company and I have to be healthy for my company to be healthy. So this gives a system. And so I'm actually, if you've read the Profit First book, there's going to be a profit first for real estate investors specifically too. There's already one for contractors. So if you're a contractor, look that book up by Sean Van Dyke. But if you are a residential real estate investor, that one is coming out in 2021. And that one is going to be specifically, he, I'm, going, I'm taking his principles and saying, because we've implemented this with many real estate investing companies now, that this is how to set that up in your business. So that's kind of the whole concept of, profit first and how you can manage your finances just by logging into your bank account. Because right now you probably log in, you've got the one big account and you're like, yes, I've got a bunch of money in there today. And then Friday comes and you've got 12 cents in there and like, where in the world did all the money go? So this I just- I told you not to talk about my bank account on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we see so many investors in that spot. And it's like, you're not alone because that's like 90% of the real estate investing world is manages it that way. So instead of, instead of saying, oh, you've got to learn accounting, you've got to learn the whole system. No, make this system that works for you as an owner and put that in your hands. But then the other side of that, David, that, that seems so elementary now that I've heard you say this, is if I'm looking at buying a fix and flip and I know that I cost 12% and I've got expenses of 35% and I've got real estate commissions of seven, 6% and I've got 4% in closing costs, I can then reverse engineer what I can pay for the house right yep. there really quickly. So it's not a guesswork. I don't necessarily have to say, well, I have to do this. I have to do that. I know where I'm at when I walk into it and I go, I've got to make 23% on top of everything that it costs. So I bought the house for 60, I put 40 into it, 
the minimum I can sell it for is 123 because that's what makes me healthy. Not trying to go, well, this deal only does 119,000 is the sales price. I hope I can squeeze it up out of this. Mm, and the right. part that got cut out was me because you can't not pay your bills. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? That's a great way of looking at it. Also, if you're trying to scale your company and say, well, I want to add an employee, then you're reverse engineering that too. You say, well, then if I want to replace myself in this seat and I want to start paying someone else plus me to do what I'm doing, how many deals at that, you know, at that percent or whatnot that we now have, do I need to do in order to now grow and scale the business too? So exactly, you're, you can do that when you're first starting off and saying, okay, how many deals do I need to do in, in a year in order for me to be healthy and at what price point and like what profitability for me to be able to be healthy and then to start growing my business. So yes, I love that. I actually, I had just moved to Maryland and I did that whole process because now that I'm in Maryland, I had sold a lot of the properties and like all the, the rentals I had when I was living in Northwest Indiana. So I'm starting to now build the portfolio again and start to Actually, the other big reason is I want to help retire my father-in-law from the business that he's been at for 30 years. And now that I'm in his area, I wanted to do that. So we reverse engineered it and said, how much do you need to make in a year to like replace the extra income that you had from the job? And so we did, we reverse engineered it and it was like four deals at this amount of profitability, you know? So it was like one a quarter that we had to do in order to, and it was like, that's a very doable number. So like, let's right. go out and do that. So yes, it's very, you can do, you can take it right from and analyze your deals basically you know, by and, knowing your end numbers. And I think that, I mean, there's so many people, you know, you probably talk to them. I know I do. They say, well, how do you get from a place? You know, I want to get into real estate. I can't do it. I got a daytime job. I got this, I got that. And you know, the one thing that we know, I, uh, Brian Buffini says this very eloquently. He says, if you want to make something, if you want to make a lot of money in real estate, make a course for realtors, right? Hmm. Because they're, they're constantly wanting to find an easier way to do it. But we all know that if you're going to make cold calls, you're going to have a 3% answer rate on getting that call made and getting that listing made. So then you reverse engineer how many sales you want. So you know you got to make a thousand calls to get... Yep. Uh, exactly. 30, you know, 30 people that will, that will list with you. But we never do that with real estate. We, we, with mm. expenses, with, with, with profitability, we never say, hey, listen, you know, we're going to make a thousand deals. Uh, we're going to make a thousand offers. We know we're going to get 10 of them accepted. But of those 10, we know that we've got our profits locked in and we know exactly which bucket that's going to fit in. So at the end of the day, we don't have to guess if we're going to make money when this deal's done. Exactly. That's, that's huge, especially, I would think, David, especially for the beginner who isn't quite sure what that's going to take, right? Because right. I think anybody understands what they make now. They understand what their world is now because they look at their W-2, they look at their paycheck, and they go, I only got 40 bucks to work with. Hmm. I got 40 hmm. bucks to work with, and I got this much month to go, right? right. Now I want to make 60 bucks, and I know that I can make this work because of these are the things that I already have. So exactly. that's so elementarily simple. What is it about that that you that that you have have perfected uh, in, in the implementation? I mean, this sounds so easy, right? But what is it that you do that really makes that work when it's implemented? The big thing is the discipline to keep it in place and to keep it in the management and the accountability. So that's simple CFO like basically holds the hand 
but we that's what profit for i'm wanting to get because it's so simple i want to now get it out to everyone you know like this concept and like so that anyone could go and do it especially if they're just beginning i want them to know this information to be able to either analyze their deals or know that you don't have to live deal to deal anymore just like other people live paycheck to paycheck so right. that's what that's what we're doing we're, with that side with the simple cfo side it's usually for the people that have you know, they're doing five, 10, 15, 20 deals in a year or up. And we're actually holding their hand and saying, this is how you implement it. This is how you, you know, are taking the allocations. This is what we're suggesting the percentages to be for your business. This is how many deals you're going to need to do to support what you have right now, or you're going to have to make some hard changes. If you don't do that, we've had to have those conversations before. So it's easy to implement. But it's, are you it's, really, I mean, are you really creating, you're really opening up five checking accounts? Is that really what you're doing? Or are you just creating them in QuickBooks? No, we are actually physically opening them because what we want at the end of the day is for the owner to be able to look at those accounts and say, oh, I've got 20 grand in my operating expenses and I know my run rate is, you know, seven grand a month. So I've got about three months operating expenses in there. I should be good to weather a storm, you know, or like right. I can, I, if there's a good investment coming up, I can use a little bit of that, you know, like to jump on that investment. So, yeah. yeah. but then he's got it in his owner's pay. So he can say like, okay, how much do I have in there? I can pay myself the next couple of months or like the tax account looking at that money being like, Oh, look at that. I've got money there. The tax time, let's take it out. So that's, yes, we are physically setting them up because the owner, it's working with the owner because the owner, most of the time, if you're a real estate investor, you may open QuickBooks up never or once like right. in your lifetime. Right. So that's yeah. why we're not just setting it up there and not just spitting out reports that then you have to learn how to read. No, it's what you need is the bank balance accounting at that core level. Now, if you want to become a savvy business owner and go to the next level and learn all the financial, you know, like the actual financial statements, your your profit and loss, your balance sheet, your cash flows. That's like taking it to another level. But the whole profit first is about let's do what you can as an owner right now with where you are and say like you're already opening your bank accounts. Let's look at where your money's really going and do you have enough to pay yourself? Do you have enough for your operating expenses? Just at the because you're logging in there probably a whole lot more than QuickBooks. So really what you're doing is, you know, you're coming alongside me in my operation before I can really afford a full-time person. And you're coming along, are you coming along as a percentage of my cost as well? I'm exactly, right. That's what we okay. have. On Simple CFO, it's a monthly, We it's just a monthly tier. Like we have different tiers on Simple CFO and that's where we come in and we walk okay. with people through that and- that's where exactly like if you hire a full-time CFO, it'll probably cost you anywhere from a hundred thousand to 250,000, you know, depending on the size of your company and what they're doing. So like, that's where we come in with a fractional CFO and be like, here's what you need to do. If you've got someone on your team, let us help you streamline some of these systems, walk alongside you and help you know which direction to go until you grow so big that you need your own CFO in in-house that is always there 40 hours a week giving you the numbers well and and you know the thing that, that that's that sounds awesome about this uh, David is that I can have the access you know this is one thing that as I grew my business you know my accountant went home at five o'clock 
Mm, you know, mm-hmm. and she yep. didn't come back in the office until 9 a.m. And if I had questions, I usually had them at night and I had no access to the information because I couldn't read. I wasn't financially literate enough in the beginning days of my business to understand QuickBooks. Sure. Uh, and so I was there with my questions and no answers. But the way that you've set it up, it's very simple that I just look, I could simply look at my bank account and go, this is my operating money. This yeah. is what it, this is what I'm going to get paid every month. And this is, the, how, how much do I owe in bills? Well, my bills is a separate checking account and the amount that's in there, now the deal's closed, it should be, you know, th- th- there's enough in there exactly. to cover the bills. Exactly. So I'm able to very simply without, and this is another thing, I, I'll tell you a little secret. My, my, my accountant used to hate it when I would go into QuickBooks mm. because I would, I, QuickBooks, you can change anything you want. Yes. Right? And so I would go in there and I would be trying to do something. I'd try to issue a check or whatever and I, and, and I couldn't quite figure it out or I'd do it halfway or I wouldn't get, I wouldn't get the deposit. You know, you make the deposit and then you've got to go in and then you've got to, you've got to allocate that deposit to a bank account and then you've got to reconcile. You got all these different steps. So I would just do one of them. And so it was hmm. never completed. Right. But if you're looking at it from this point of view, I'm making these deposits. I know that I'm depositing 23% or whatever that is of the of the money that we just got out of escrow. I could literally have title cut me five checks to pick up for these particular amounts. And then at the end of the month, when you're coming in and looking at it, you go, okay, good. I can see that that was 23% of this deal and that was 23% of this deal. And then you're doing the reconciliation that I could then learn how to read the reports based on having done it by by just doing the percentages. Right, exactly. We That's, want to yeah, put the power back in your hands. Well, and I think more than anything, it's putting the understanding in, mm-hmm. you know, teaching as as you would a language where you're teaching the child very simple words and very simple actions. Yeah. You know that you got a check for two thousand three hundred and forty three dollars and twelve cents. Anybody with a calculator can tell you what 23% of that is. Right, And 23% goes into this account and 14% goes into that account. And so you could do that math without having to talk with you because we know that what you and I had set up is there and ready to go at those percentages. Yeah, exactly. That's that's really amazing. That's, and, and that's why you call it simple CFO. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) We wanted to make it as simple as possible. Yeah. So, so what are some of the things that you're seeing, you know, your, your clients are able to do when they're not worried about the money? I mean, what, what happens to their businesses? Oh, that's a great question. Because one of the guys, when we implemented this and he really saw the power of it working, he said, these are like lost children that have come back, you know, like into the fold. You know, like I had yeah. no idea where I was before what, what, or what game I was playing. And now not only do I know what game I'm playing, I'm able to direct and control it and know if I'm losing too. Because like, yeah. if you stop, if you stop hitting that monthly, what you need, and you know that you're not getting that anymore, it's I've seen the light bulb come on with the people that we implemented. And it's like going from, Oh, I've kind of been in the dark of my finances to now I can easily see if something is going wrong or like, oh, wow, like we've got a lot in there. Let's, you know, now we can hire someone to take over the marketing piece or now we can do, like I can replace myself in this seat. So we've had that happen. And that's one of the guys went from, he had a couple different entities. One of them was a flip entity and one of them was a rental entity and he was just paying himself on the rental side. But we started profit first 
and he does about one flip a quarter, but they're decent sized flips. And we were like, well, if you just set this up and set this up to make sure that you're paying yourself a certain percentage, you could start paying yourself on this side. And up to that point, he had hated flipping. It's about a year later, and he is loving flipping because he does one project a quarter. He still has his rentals, but then he's paying himself on the flip side, and he's like, this is great. You know, like I'm actually every single time a sale happens, it goes into that account. I'm able to take it and still run my business on what's left over because now I know where every single dollar should go and right from my bank accounts too. So yeah. I've seen the lights go on in so many different ways. And, and you're not, you're not living with that feast or famine mentality. You know, right. you're, you're, you're not sitting there going, man, I wish we could do this. Well, actually we could have last month. It's this month when we can't do that, you know? Right. And, and then you're, you know, it's like you're, you, you got paid and you're going to Costco and you're getting, you know, six months worth of groceries because who knows when the next check's coming in. But when you've got this set up, you're, you're making sure that that's a reality constantly, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. So, so this simple CFO, does it, I mean, does it apply to people in small multifamily? The real estate market, you could do this. We're in the book. We're going to be talking about how you do it as a flip. And as you, and a landlord too, you know, like some of the different ways and things to think about and percentages or whatnot. So it definitely applies on both sides because it's a, it is a little bit different on both sides. Of course, one's a selling company one's basically, you know, the rentals and having the recurring revenue come in. But then from there, it's just, it's, it's still based on percentages. That's what's great about the system. Now, when you upfront are buying a rental, you're factoring in things like repairs, maintenance, the turnover. Why not have an account for that? You know, like that you're actually right. socking away the 2% that you said you would at the front right. at the beginning, which no one, like a lot of people don't do that. So it's like, just right. set that one account up and start socking that away. So yes, definitely yeah. works on the multifamily side too. So that, I mean, that that's all very simple and that makes it sound so easy. What is the, what's the catch? I mean, what's the, what's the thing that holds people back or what's the thing that if, if people aren't able to make it work, what is it that they're doing wrong? Probably their mindset, I'd say, is the biggest thing because don't overcomplicate the system. Too many people try to overcomplicate it and make it way too complicated than it actually really is. There, there, the catch is there really is no catch because you have to make it work for your business. If you're trying to make it work in some box and you think like, that's why I wanted to do profit first for real estate investors too, because I saw some people setting it up and it's like, well, I can't make this work or that work. And I'm like, well, then you need to do it for your business. And right. like, what makes sense for you? If you're a landlord, then you probably have different expenses than someone who's fixing flipping. So you've got different things that you're thinking about, different accounts that you might want or need. So that's why I was like, I need to make this book specifically here. So that way they have, you have a guide but at the end of the day, it is really about making it as simple as possible and not overcomplicating it. That's the biggest thing I see when we implement it with people that they try to either overcomplicate it or someone who's done it themselves. They, they started off really not liking it because they thought it was too complicated, but now they're in the rhythm of it. And it's like, well, no, I just needed to go back to the core system and really implement it from there. So that would be the biggest thing I say that I see people doing. You know, and it's funny, David, because I'm sitting here thinking of, of the people that this would work for and the people that it wouldn't work for. And, and I'm just kind of going through my mind. And, and you know, we people start businesses because they want to solve problems. And the mm -hmm. only person that I know that starts a business with, with the idea of 
managing finances is an accountant and the rest of us are starting businesses mm. to solve other problems. And yet in that, when we become a business owner, you become the chief marketer, you become the chief uh, salesperson, you become the one that does the work, that gets the work, that sells the work, that does everything. But we never take the time to instruct ourselves on how we can do the other part of it, which is the financial part of it at all. It's always just about how do we solve the problem? Yeah. And then you, you know, most businesses don't, people don't start out with a huge staff and $50 million worth of, you know, advertising money and all this stuff. I mean, you're not starting Nike again, you're starting right. a mom and pop. And so to be able to reach out and get what you need at the time that you need is like having a co-working or co-share workspace where you can only use it when you need it and get set up to, to look like you're doing it right and you're a professional from the beginning. Right. Right. Exactly. Fake it till you make it. How much money did this make you? And you can just open up your bank account and look at it and say it's thirty-one dollars and fifty-three cents. Or you, you know what that amount is instead of having to be able to read a fancy report called yeah. a PNL. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And is that PNL on this job or that job or which? Uh, I don't know. You know. Right. Exactly. So, as far as growth for scalability for this, I mean, it, what at what point does 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 someone uh, tend to naturally outgrow your process or do they ever? I would say once they reach the, the point, maybe 10 million, they can now hire an in-house CFO because we're more that fractional CFO to come alongside them while to get them to that level and to make sure. But like at the beginning, we're working with people that are only doing a couple deals in a year, but we're working with some people that do 50, 60, 70 deals. And some people that have a 500 person, you know, or 500 door portfolio. And a lot of them is paid off. So like we have different clients, but like once they get to a certain level like that, then they could be looking at a full-time CFO. But that's why also we don't just work with those clients. That's why we're doing the profit first REI side too, the for real estate investors, because we want to get this information out to everyone. So that one is right. much more scalable on our end to make sure because the book is going to be a book. It's not going to be a thousand dollar course or anything like that. It's going to be, right. you, you know, have the book and I want the book to change your life. I don't want the book to just sell. I want the book to change your life. I, I wanted right. to, because I've seen it work for so many people. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, here we are, you know, as small business owners, we're in the trenches, we're doing everything every day. I mean, you know, I'm recording this podcast from a job site, right? Because that's yeah. what I do. I, I build things and we're in the job trailer. That's why with the fancy paneling, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but I have, I have other things I have to do. I have to make this happen and I have to go around and this allows me to have that ability while I'm still doing what I do and yet not at the point where I need somebody else to, to do my forecasting and, and, you know, my carry costs and, and figure in all the other things that I'm going to need. This allows me to do that. Yeah. So the, the beauty of it is, is, is in its simplicity. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I, 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 I truly do get the name now. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that, that David, you've got the experience of being the guy in the trench that was doing the fix and flips, that was doing the, the you know, the purchase and the sales contract. So you understand yep. all of that and you can take this from, from cradle to grave in this is what you understood, this is what you needed to know, and this is how you got there, makes it super, super easy and easy to, to understand and comprehend. So closing this out, David, what is it that 
I mean, how is it that people can get a hold of you? Because let's just be honest, okay? You wrote a book, but that means that somebody's going to have to read it, mm-hmm. right? right? For it to change their life. But let's say that they're not unlike me and they don't want to take the time to read it. They just want the changed life. How do they reach out to you directly and get you to start doing that for them right away? SimpleCFOSolutions.com. That's where, if you just go to that website, that's where we have the apply page. And that, and we actually, because of the growing demand of this, we just brought on several more coaches too, on you know, and CFOs in house to make sure that we can Wonderful. handle the load because we're we're always looking for good people there too because of how this is growing. So SimpleCFOSolutions.com. And that's where you can find us, kind of what we do on that page. We try and make it very clear of what we do and the services and the tiers that we have. And then there's the apply button right there, or you could do a business health assessment right on that page. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, if you didn't figure out what we've just done, we've just simplified your life. We've allowed you to fire two people in your business, Hmm. which is going to lighten up your overhead because you can get this done. You can become your own manager of your funds because you can track it. You can make it a percentage. So David Richter has been our guest today, guys, on the Real Estate Rundown. David, thank you for coming and sharing with us what Simple CFO does. Oh, It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. So, guys, follow him uh, on all the social media channels and simplecfo.com. David, thanks again for coming. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks.